Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well hello and welcome to sports lounge live for what is it november 2nd 2021 i hope you're having a great day and i know we got a lot to talk about so take it away chris all right well after i hit the wrong button and knock myself out of here <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> you know whatever that that was fun uh, you'll anyway, give us. Well, welcome to show number 167 and we thought we were going to get rick's name in lights here today but it didn't happen it's coming soon it's coming soon. Got to get Marty, get Marty to work. That, Rick, your twenty didn't clear yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's the NFL trade deadline. He's waiting to be. You see where he ends up. But anyway, so uh, we have our typical agenda here for this time of year. We got um, the panel, of course. Then we have uh, the, uh, the deaths to run through, and there's quite a number of them. <laughs> and then the NFL, baseball college football, NBA, NHL, uh, auto racing, and boxing. So uh, that's what we're going to be looking at. It's pretty much usual this time, and we'll see. uh, We'll start having changes maybe next week because the baseball season will be over, and uh, we might reorganize the agenda a little bit. But anyway. We were were hoping it was going to be over with on Sunday, but it didn't happen that way. Well, you know, (laughs) we'll see what happens tonight. So anyway, so I'll start off the panel discussion. Now, Rick Swan is here, even though he didn't uh, he didn't get mentioned. But he'll his be name next, is coming soon. His name is coming <laughs> soon to a a, a podcast with uh, a client near you. Anyway, so um, uh, the the two things here this week I think are, are involved with media. Number one is the sad two weeks in a row before the football game started on Sunday, we got the news of a death uh, in in here in the Boston area in the media. One was Bob Newmeyer last week that we covered, and this week it was Jerry Remy. And we all knew, I guess, who was coming. I, I guess he looked really bad out there on the field on the uh, 5th of October for the wild card game. Had his oxygen with him and everything else. And just the way they were talking, it didn't sound like he was really ever going to make it back. But we'll certainly have more details about him when we get when we do the obituaries later on. But just want to say he was a, a guy from the area. Uh, you know, had that Fall River, New Bedford, Somerset, Fall River, New Bedford, Southeast Massachusetts accent. He had a really good sense of humor. He was an excellent color man. Uh, you know, I'm sure if he hadn't had illnesses and stuff, uh, he probably could have gone national. Uh, but he, you know, stayed here. He loved the Red Sox. Uh, obviously grew up a Red Sox fan. He was almost uh, 69 years old, born uh, November 8, 1952. So, uh, and and uh, uh, for, those, for those that uh, have access to Newsline, uh, in Tuesday's Boston Globe, in the sports section, there are at least four or five good articles 
all focused on Jerry Remy. For, so for okay. those of you that want to know, learn more about him, that's the place to go look. Yeah. Okay. The other thing about uh, the media is we don't have the World Series on the radio here uh, because the 850-WEI-AM has gone to the VetQL network, which is fine. That's run by Odyssey and so forth. But if you're not carrying ESPN programming at this point, you're not going to be allowed to uh, carry the game. So uh, they went just before the World Series. Not that I care about that broadcast. I've been listening to the Braves throughout. But just the idea of, of access. You know, you just want to have it available. Certainly want it available for college bowl games and other things. I want the flexibility to have it on the radio and, and you know, just... Uh, we, you know, I've got devices here and everything, but, you know, I don't know whether ESPN is going to try to find a station that they can uh, get their programming on or Sports I Hub would is very be, I busy. I would bet they will. Yeah, Sports Hub is very busy. It. You know, it's, uh, Sports Hub has very, you know, as all the other teams, you know, the Bruins, the Patriots, the Celtics, and the Revolution. So it's pretty hard to find a open. What about EI? What, what do they do during the winter, Chris? I mean, when yeah, they I know. Well, they would have had the World Series. You know, the point is, World Series, EI and the World Series and ESPN have uh, a divorce here. Uh, they're yeah. not uh, doing it on on the FM either. So okay. that's what I'm saying. Uh, they do Westwood okay. One, and uh, they pick up some BC. They do the BC football, and they also do like a big BC basketball game. They're playing Duke one day or something, but pretty much uh, those are left to 850. But no, we don't have it, and it's uh, just it's too bad. But anyway, well, we haven't had an ESPN affiliate here since January 1st of 2014, and a lot of that is because of ESPN kind of does it themselves restrictions that they put on their affiliate. You get the ESPN broadcasts of any games then. Oh, yeah, well, you can get ESPN Radio. You can, you can get ESPN Radio stuff on uh, on your device. But, no, we've right. never gotten the ESPN broadcast of anything on the Okay, radio. then that's yeah. the thing. They, they want you to cover, carry the program, but it's lousy. So who wants to do that? You know, oh, yeah. that's the, you know back when they had Mike and Mike and uh, Colin Cowherd and stuff, you know, a little, diff- little different. Sorry. Tony Kornheiser. Dan Patrick, today, Tony, yeah. Tony Kornheiser. Okay. All right. Well, here is the uh, off-discuss, but not having said anything yet, Rick Swan. Oh, Rick? Yeah. Um, well, despite not having my name on there, I'm, I'm feeling pretty invincible right now because I went to have my uh, COVID booster shot this morning. All right. I had my flu shot a couple of weeks ago, so there's no stopping me. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the Giants go, another same old stuff. More injuries, more stupid penalties. They always find a way to lose the game. It's just the same thing over and over again. That game was off of the watch for both teams last night. It was not good. You know, I, I don't know. I can't figure out Mahomes or he looks terrible I don't know um, and then yeah I just want to you know I know Chris Mess and Jerry Remy we're going to have more on them later but I just wanted to mention that I, I'm going to miss him big time I, I I've never seen an analyst that is is you know you get some that are characters you get some that that really know the game I've never seen a guy that did both so well and and he made it he made the game such a pleasure to watch, and I know I think I watch TV more than than a lot of you people do, and and that he was so you know he they they put you know I didn't realize how much I liked him until they had to replace him, and I saw see some of these people and they go I, I can't watch this you you need that in a baseball game because there's so much dead time, and um, and when he when they start pairing him with Eckersley for some big games. And it, it took me a while to get used to that because you got to get used to his terms with, you know, a, a fastball is cheese yeah. and breaking yeah. pitches a salad. and There's a name for everything. Yeah. But, well, I think Dennis will be fine for you guys in Boston. I, oh, I he think, will. Yeah. yeah. But the two of them together was amazing. Um, and that's about it. Uh, Perry? Well, it is election day today. So uh, whatever your whatever elections you have in your area, you should definitely, if you haven't voted yet, get out and 
and do so the... Well, do it before the sh- after the show ends. Yes, after yeah. we're done, go do it. And yeah. uh, the... What I have heard so far today is Des Moines has virtually no elections except city council and school board, and the turnout is incredibly high today. So I don't know what is what's got people turning out, but something has them turning out. But get out there and do your civic duty, because you know what? If you don't do your civic duty, I really don't then want to hear you complain if you don't. You know, if you don't yeah, participate, so we'll be, don't complain. We'll be taking but, names. So yes, know, we'll but um, the Rams, of course, made a big trade yesterday. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, and uh, there's uh, Northern Iowa, my college team. Uh, over the last two weeks, they beat the number six team in FCS, uh, South Dakota State. And this week, they did even better. They beat the number three team, Southern Illinois. So the Panthers are hot right now in the FCS. So I'm doing good in college football. So, uh, <laughs> Bill, I don't imagine that uh, the Colts are doing that well. No, they're not. But they got what thursday night then they can redeem them well maybe not i have a funny feeling about this game with the jets even though the jets are pretty bad but they did well enough to beat the Bengals the other day the colts and pacers finally won a game but it's not good it's not good for sports here in indiana except notre dame won a game the other day but other than that what can i say um it's just kind of the way it is. Take it away, Robert. Well, uh, Cincinnati may regret uh, uh, losing that game uh, when it comes to playoff seeding. Yes. Um, Well, I've had a terrible week in sports. Um, uh, You know, uh, what can I say? My baseball manager, one of the best in the business, uh, finally got released from his prison cell and went to San Diego. And... uh, uh, and uh, he's going to enjoy San Diego. And for, the, for those of you that follow the National League, uh, it, that division will no longer be handed to the Los Angeles Dodgers because uh, Bob Melvin will have the San Diego Padres uh, playing the way they should be, and you won't see any more outburst in the dugout like you saw with uh, what Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, he does. He doesn't go for any of that stuff. So uh, I think you'll see San Diego be uh, uh, right in the thick of things next year. And congratulations to them. They got uh, they got one hell of a guy. And um, unfortunately, my team with their ownership, they get what they deserve. And uh, then they're, they're, from what I'm hearing, there may not be much left. They may unload everybody and who makes any kind and now, of money. And now, Robert, you've got the Giants mad at you because you offended them by saying the division was handed to the Dodgers because the Giants <laughs> won it yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah I know. But, uh, no, uh, Bob, is uh, he's a Bay Area guy, and uh, he'll enjoy battling the Giants and uh, that uh, I San Diego, without making any player upgrades, they've upgraded themselves in the dugout. So um, congratulations to him. And we have an unfortunate story that we'll cover in the NFL. Yep, that just broke, and and uh, so it, it's been a terrible week for me in sports. So, but other than that, we're getting good amounts of rain. So California is slowly getting out of its drought. And let's go to Texas and see what's happening there, Sean. Well, it's starting to cool down here because tomorrow they're talking about highs in the 60s. And so that cool weather that's been hitting y'all is heading our way. But, you know, well, a couple of interesting, a few interesting things. Got a little 
<laughs> and this is actually made national media, and it involves the wife of one of, of our special teams coach here at the University of Texas and a monkey. <laughs> and no, it's not dirty, but I guess Jeff Banks, him and his wife, they had a haunted house or something at their house, and somebody got bit by a monkey. I guess she had an emotional support monkey is what they're saying. And this came out during the Monday Night Football last night. They were, even Pat McAfee has been all over it apparently and others nationally. But, so they were talking about this 11-year-old kid, I guess, going through bit by a monkey. But then the the lady went and posted some, a video showing the haunted house, showing where the, saying, where the monkey is, it's in her own pen. There's balloons. There's a sign that says, don't go back there. you got to open these gates. So apparently the kid stuck it. But And then, of course, the video was taken down because I think a lawyer told her. But, yeah, with all the other monkeying around that's been going on with the University of Texas, that's been the big the big fun story of the day that they've all been talking about here. A coach's wife who is a former, an assistant coach's wife who was a former stripper and actually danced on the Jerry Springer show back oh in the nineties. She had a monkey <laughs> that attacked a, a kid who was trick or treating in her house. <laughs> I wonder if she needed but emotional anyway. support after or before she went on Jerry Springer. <laughs> I don't know, but the, yeah, I don't know. Well, and well, he, certainly after. Yeah, yeah certainly right. after this. She was on her back in the 90s. She was, a, I guess, a stripper back then, and I don't know. Oh, I just heard the Jerry Springer part a little bit ago, and I was like, oh, wow, she was on there. But they, but they, but anyway, if you want to contact us throughout the week, anytime, you can email us, sports, uh, lounge at allthingsradio.net, 773-572-7715, or... Eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five option number two. And if you want to hear sports stories and schedules and stuff throughout the week, we got the boards going again. Seven one two four three two three six four two. Hit board nine for the sports lounge board. We have put stories up there, and then board thirteen is the schedules board. All your TV schedules and XM schedules and. It's scheduled. It's there. So check that out. And don't forget tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here, uh, the Bill and Perry show. Check it out every Wednesday. But And friends. Anyway, I guess we got a pretty good list of deaths. So I guess let's get right on. We do. Yeah. We do. Well, we're going to start with one of my favorite names in sport. I like names, you know, unusual names. Tony Featherstone. Now, there's a name. You know, that's cool. Cool name. Mm-hmm. 72 years old. He was a right wing uh, in, uh, in the NHL for the Oakland uh, Golden Seals in 70 and then the California. California Golden Seals in 70-71, so, you know, they changed their name. Then Minnesota North Stars, 73-74, and then he was in the AHL off and on, and the Toronto and the WHA. In the, the uh, NHL, he played in 130 games, 17 goals, 21 assists, 38 points. So that's it for old Tony Featherstone. And one of those guys you just would stay up late and say, oh, boy, i got to watch him on this uh, game with the Seal. Uh, all right. Then we have... Um, Carl uh, Matson, 71 years old, NFL official. He was uh, an on-field uh, 97 through 08, and then replay 09 until his death. And then he died on his way home from the Kansas City-Tennessee game a week ago last Sunday on the 24th. And uh, he was had a medical emergency on I-65. And um, 
and, and you know, on I-65 North, and he died. So that was uh, a sudden death by him. Then we have uh, Glenn Tuckett, 93 years old, BYU baseball coach and the athletic director, baseball head coach from 60 through 76, the athletic director from 76 through 93, won championships in in 84 with the football team as the athletic director. That was the um, uh, uh, McMahon team. You know, the, I can't think of his first name. Uh, Jim. No, Jim that McMahon was, that was, no, that wasn't McMahon. That was after McMahon, or 84 thing. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could have been Steve. It could have been Steve Young. No, it was, oh, it was Steve Young. Oh, Steve Young. Yeah. Well, that's right. Steve Young. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, okay. And then uh, his uh, coaching record in baseball was 445, 256, and 4 in the College World Series in 68. And, uh, he was. Uh, he died of complications of a stroke. Uh, he's in the Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame and the BYU Hall of Fame and the Utah Sports Hall of Fame and the AD Hall of Fame. Athletic Actually, director. Actually, let me real quick. Steve Young was the year before because he, he played the '83 season, but in '84 he went to the the USFL. That oh, was that's Bosco. right. Was that's it Ty right. Bosco? Because it was yeah. No, Robbie Bosco. Ty Detmer was still there. Yeah, okay, Robbie, Robbie Bosco. Bosco. Okay. Cause, All right. Yeah, Steve. Because it was the '84 season, but the championship was in '85. That was a crazy okay. year because that was the year that BC was right up there too, and yes, you, it was. you you know, yep. and that was a, a funny year for for college football. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. you know, they they had to because of the way this thing nowadays they could have put him in the BC. Yes, or you know, or the college playoff. Now, then they had to just put, have them in the Holiday Bowl, the best bowl they could get, and they got the best. Well, that was could... well, that was their tie-in with the WAC. The right. WAC had an automatic tie-in. Yeah, with the but bowl they got today. the best team they could have come. I think it was Michigan or somebody, and they, you yeah. know, but that was like eight or ten team, you know. So they they yeah. won it because everybody else lost uh, that needed to on New Year's Day, and uh, BC ended up moving up to about number four, and you know, whatever. It was just a crazy, uh, yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy year. Okay, Mike Lucy, linebacker, eighty-one years old, played for the Browns, sixty-two, sixty-four. Detroit 65 <coughs> through 73 and then uh, he and he was a pro bowler in 72 and 21 interceptions four uh, touchdowns on nine those and nine uh, recoveries uh, and this is interesting they, they, they didn't mention it in the story that he hit Joe Namath, uh, who was trying to tackle him after an interception. It was an exhibition game that he hit. This was uh, in 71, because I remember hearing it. It was still August, and they, they said Joe Namath had a very serious knee injury, and he never was the same after he, he tried to make that hit on Mike Lucci. So that was uh, it didn't say that in the story, that it was in a, an exhibition game, but it was. Uh, okay, then uh, 75 through 78, he was Detroit color man on uh, WJR on the radio, 79 and 80, color on NBC football, and then he was a fitness entrepreneur, and uh, he died after a long illness. We then go to uh, Joe Lee Dunn, 80, 75 years old, uh, defensive coordinator for many teams, and then uh, head New Mexico head coach in this football course, 83 through 86, Interim head coach in uh, Mississippi in '94. His uh, coaching record was 17 and 30. New Mexico in four and seven. And, uh, Old Miss uh, uh, 21 and uh, oh, I see, four, uh, 17 and 30, and then four and seven. So his entire record was 21 37. Uh, there we go. Uh, Bob uh, Ferry, 84 years old. He went to college at University of St. Louis. Then he played for the St. Louis Hawks. 
59 and 60, Detroit 60 through 64, Baltimore Bullet 65 through 68, Baltimore assistant uh, after that, and then he became the GM in 73. He was the GM of the Bullets slash, uh, I guess they were all, maybe they were always the Bullets, maybe they might have become the Wizards, 73 through 90. And then uh, they, won- I, they, they, became the, they became the Wizards sometime either in the late 90s or early okay, 2000s. Uh, 90s. They won the championship in 78. He was the executive of the year in 79 and 82, and the NBA insider with Pete Vesey on NBC in the early 90s, and then in Scout through 90 through 2015 in the NBA. And then Danny uh, Curtis, yeah. Yep. That's right. And uh, he was the uh, second GM to hire two black coaches, Casey Jones and uh, Wesley, uh, Wesley Unseld, and then mm-hmm. our back, the first, of course, hiring Bill Russell. He fired, hired four of them, and as you said, father of Danny Ferry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, player and GM uh, himself, Danny Ferry was. Then we have Tim Thompson, 97 years old. He played with the Dodgers, Brooklyn 54, the Kansas City A's 56-57, Detroit 58, 187 games, hit 238, eight home runs, 47 RBIs. He was a backup catcher. And scout, uh, and then uh, from uh, for St. Louis, 64 through 94, and then the Angels, 95 through 99, uh, and then Baltimore, and the third oldest major leaguer uh, to, uh, when he died. Then we go to... Um, uh, Dick Szymanski. Now, this will just show you about the, this is how it's spelled, S-C-Z-Y-M-A-N-S-K-Y, but it's pronounced Szymanski. And, uh, you know, like Mike Krzyzewski uh, is not spelled anything like you think. Krzyzewski, yeah. Yeah, 89 years old. Uh, he went to college at Notre Dame, graduated in 55, round two pick by the Colts in 55, Baltimore Colts. Played with them, uh, he played with them in 55. Then he went in the military in 56, back 57 through 68. And uh, then he he was a center and a linebacker. Uh, in a, he, uh, let's see, six interception and one touchdown, five recoveries of fumbles, three NFL championships, 58, 59, and 68. Of course, that doesn't, we don't think of it that way because they still call it the NFL championship, but they lost to the Jets in the Super Bowl. And then uh, three uh, uh, line uh, through Pro Bowl, Pro Bowls, 55, 62, and 64, and scout and personnel director, then GM of the Colts, 77 through 82. And he and Bill Pellington and Don Shinnick were tough linebackers for the Colts in, in their glory days back then. Uh, Michael Johnson, uh, uh, let's see. Adopted son of Ernie Johnson uh, Jr., 33 years old, adopted from Romania in 91, died of uh, Duchesne's uh, MD, muscular dystrophy. Two, uh, he had two di- biological and four adopted children, and that's very sad. I guess he'd been sick all his life, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he had Ernie talked about it in an interview a while back ago and how, you know, he had round-the-clock care, and that's why Ernie Johnson did not go to that golf challenge with Tiger and Phil and Peyton and Brady during COVID mm-hmm. a year ago, about a year ago, yep. maybe, because yeah. Ernie didn't want to put his son in danger, so that's why Brian Anderson did it. Yeah. Okay, Calvin Jones, 70 years old. Uh, he went to college at Washington and then a defensive back for Denver from 73 through 76. 12 intersection, uh, interceptions, two recoveries, one touchdown and a recovery. And then he's in the University of Washington Hall of Fame. And then uh, and he went to Harvard Divinity School, and then he pastored his father's church when he got done out of, out of football, uh, the uh, uh, Providence Baptist Church in uh, San Francisco. So that was uh, good. And now let's see, where are we now? One more. 
more. Uh, Jerry, uh, here we go. We got Jimmy, Jerry Remy, uh, 68 years old, of course, almost 69, born 110852. Uh, he went to the, he played for the Angels 75 through 77, the Red Sox 78 through 84. He had 275, seven home runs, and <laughs> he talked about them all the time. Yeah. I got seven home runs. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget whether he hit more than Johnny Pesky. It was pretty close. I know that. Yeah. They probably kidded each other about that. 329 RBIs. He was All-Star 78. And then uh, and then he's in the Red Sox Hall of Fame in 06. TV analyst in 88 until his death. Uh, he missed. Uh, he had lung cancer starting in 09. I didn't realize. I didn't remember all the outages. They ran through a whole thing about some of the time he missed in 09 and 13. And he had smoked. So, you know, that was it. But, well, he uh, had seven bouts of it, right? Seven. Yeah, yeah seven. seven yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, suffered from depression uh, and, as they say, missed parts of various seasons. And then uh, his son, Jared, uh, killed his uh, girlfriend, Jennifer Martell, and he was arrested for murder and, you know, and is now doing life in uh, prison. And, uh, you know, and as I said, he appeared at the wild card game. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's see, we and some of the par- partners he had, uh, you know, were uh, now we, the other night they showed the first game that he did, which is actually the second game of the I forgot that they did the over the air and Nesson games and all this other yeah. stuff back then. So the first game would have been uh, Sean McDonough, I think, was starting in his on air career. And I think Bob Montgomery probably did that first game because Bob Montgomery was still involved. But anyway, uh, he did games over the air uh, for many uh, TV stations. He worked with Ned Martin, Sean McDonough. Bob Kurtz, uh, Dave O'Brien, of course, Don Orsillo, who sent out a very nice message about him and, you know, how he's really going to miss him. And, he and uh, Don Orsillo had a great week. I, you know, I, loved, I like Dave O'Brien, but I don't think he ever got to the relationship with Remy that Orsillo had with him. Uh-huh. And another person we should mention, because people hear him all the time and the people who listen to the radio, he did games with Doug Brown. And Doug Brown was uh, when the games were on Channel 68 here, which was owned by Boston University. Doug Brown, of course, had been involved with BU Sports for uh, back back in those days. And, of course, you hear Doug Brown all the time doing you – know, he's like the flash guy at ESPN. seems like he's there all the time. And so, uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, there's one famous highlight that's around. Somebody could probably find it on YouTube. With 1998, they came from behind in the home opener, and uh, Mo Vaughn had a grand slam to win the game. And Doug Brown is calling that. So that was another person he worked with. Not too often, but he did work with them. But anyway, boy, they bounced around, though. They were on 4, 25, 38, 56, 68. Crazy. Okay, so that is our list. Just one quick story about uh, Tony Maserati told on the uh, Sports Hub yesterday. When when Maserati was getting ready to get married, um, Remy had been married to the same woman, his wife Phoebe, for for a long time. And Maserati said, that's not real. You know, it doesn't happen a lot in baseball, he says. So when I was getting ready to get married, I went up to Jerry and I asked him, you know, do you have a secret for staying married so long? And Remy said to him, just remember, road trips aren't always bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Okay. How are we looking for time, Perry? Let's go ahead and and do the break now, and then we'll start the NFL. we'll start our scoreboard. Yep, so let's go to the break now. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we're back, so let's hit the All NFL. Right. NFL scores. All right. Thursday night last week, Green Bay beat Arizona 24-21, and uh, Robert Tunyon got hurt in that game. He's now out there tight end. They also One of their other playing. wide receivers did, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Well, Alan uh, Lazard and, um, and, and Adams uh, Devontae Adams weren't even playing because of COVID. So, uh, you know, so I don't know how they managed to win this, but uh, they right. did. So. Now, Lazard will be back this week. Okay. That's good. And, uh, yeah, so the Packers, I mean, to, to me, it seems like the three best teams are all in the NFC, the Packers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. I think, you know, I yep. think everybody would agree to that so right far. now. Yep, so yeah. far. Tampa Bay might be fourth. Yeah, right. Uh, Carolina beat Atlanta 19-13. to Carolina finally won, but it wasn't an offensive display by Sam Darnold. They just no. managed to win. You know, came from behind and kind of did it. Uh, uh, the big story there was the uh, Atlanta. I can't think of his name. The Atlanta receiver that's he's having uh, Calvin, 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 Calvin Ridley, 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 Ridley mental yeah. issues, and right yeah. now he says he's stepping away from football. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo beat Miami twenty-six to eleven. It was a very windy game. Another one of these eleven points, twenty-twos, and these funny scores. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there, it was a, a windy day, and uh, the, there wasn't much going on. I mean, Atlanta, Miami's defense kind of hung in there a little bit, and Buffalo took a while to get going, but they finally pulled away at the end and uh, were able to win it. And this is the seventh consecutive win for Buffalo <coughs> over Miami. So, oh, there's some long streaks going on in that division: the Patriots and the Jets, and Buffalo yeah. and Miami. And you know, some of these yeah. divisional streaks are amazing that, that get going after a while but you know back in the was it the whole decade almost of the 70s my, buffalo couldn't beat miami something like that the that's right yep. long uh, thing the other yep. way too mm-hmm. uh, maybe about 18 or 20 san francisco beat the bears 33 22 it looked like the bears were off to a great start and then san francisco got the wake up wake up call in the second half garoppolo ran a couple in and and uh, they came from behind and uh, and they didn't have their uh they're, uh, you know, they, uh, oh, Robert uh, Mitchell uh, finally came, got a score, and I think he got 130 yards. So they were, they finally got their offense on, on track. The uh, fields looked a lot better for the Bears. He, did, but he, did, he really did. Yeah, but just didn't really, uh, 
you know, not enough. So they're they're starting to struggle. They're on the verge of being out of the playoff race. Next next week or two, we'll start to really look at these playoff races and see where we are. Pittsburgh beat Cleveland in a crazy game, fifteen to ten. Yeah. There's one of your final scores for you, Rick. Fifteen to <laughs> ten. And uh, so uh, Pittsburgh ended up without uh, Boswell got hurt, their field goal kicker, so they had no place kicker. It was a concussion. Were... It was a concussion, and he got it on a fake field goal. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was the dumbest idea. There was just it was three nothing. There was no particular need. It's not like you're down fourteen to nothing. You have to get desperate. They were all over that on the NFL radio. They thought there was a, a dumb call, and you know it's all it's like when you were in baseball when you run the pitcher on the bases, you know, you take a chance, you guy, you make him, he's the only one you got. You better have a backup that can kick because if he gets hurt on that play, you know, and that's what happened to the Steelers, but he managed to win, but it wasn't a good call, I don't think. Yeah. But they were also saying later that, you know, if, if, if he was throwing a pass and if that had been a quarterback throwing a pass, there's no way they wouldn't have been called for a penalty because he got whacked in the head, you know? Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. Well, the quarterback's, uh, you know, I don't even know if people still say it about the skirts, but uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. Philadelphia killed Detroit forty-four to six. Now, I, I, the Lions have had, and they did have a, another. I forget who it was against. Another really bad game. Generally, they played fairly well. I mean, they're zero and eight, but they played some good games. But this was ridiculous. I mean, the Eagles aren't that good, and they just went in there. Well, no, Philadelphia was awful. This was a case. I mean, you talk about having letdowns. Well, they can't have a letdown. Yeah. But I think they just. They they blew the whole wad the week before against the Rams yeah. with all the trick plays and everything and they they just had a huge letdown going yeah. this week. Yeah, well, you know that was that was uh, really something. that reminded me of the Patriots beating San Diego uh, Chargers last year, uh, the Los Angeles forty five nothing. The Patriots weren't big being good enough last year to beat anybody forty five to nothing. Yeah, so it's just a strange game. And speaking of, uh, you know, the you would have looked to basically crown the Tennessee Titans as division champion, and but you can't because now you've got Derrick Henry out for the rest of the regular season at least, and uh, which messes up my fantasy team. And oh, jeez. Anyway, Tennessee beat the Colts thirty-four thirty-one, and really Carson Wentz really a dumb play. Yeah. I mean, take the say he's he's there. It was twenty four twenty four. He he was going to be hit for a safety. He throws it up and causes a pick six. Now they did come back and tie the game, but then the Titans won it with the field goal. But take the safety, you know, live well, another day. You know, really, and, and in, a, in a lot of ways, what that did for him with, with the, that, and then I think didn't he have another pick in overtime? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Took what had been a pretty good game for him and just threw it away. Yeah, what were you saying, Rick? Yeah, you say you take the safety, but this is one of those situations where you'll see players occasionally fall down and not score. If if they had taken the safety, they would have they would um, Indy would had to kick the Tennessee, and Tennessee could have run the clock out. This way, they got they got a touchdown, but Tennessee had time to come down and get the time touchdown. Yeah, well, I don't know. It was. They, they were just saying it was a terrible decision on his part on, on the uh, – but I see what you're saying. But that's what they said on there. So, anyway. And uh, Henry hadn't done much. And that's what I was – my story was going to be for somebody uh, – for Tennessee to actually win a game that Henry didn't play particularly well. And it turns out, I guess, he got hurt earlier in the game and came yeah, back with the broken – got about uh, as big a lead on the division as you can have after eight games. It's like it's three games, but it's already – they got the tiebreaker, and the other two teams are out of it. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, but the thing is, the door is slightly open because Tennessee is not going to be anywhere near as good anymore. I mean, I don't think yeah. the Colts can really do it, but not as good. But they, Tannehill's you know, playing pretty well. If they get Jones back on the field, and they have Jones. And I don't know. He might be the Tannehill of Miami cool. again. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Adrian Peterson signed by Tennessee. Oh yeah, 36 yeah. years old. He'll be ready yeah. to roll. 
The Jets beat Cincinnati. And how do these Jets do this? 34-31. They've beaten Tennessee when Tennessee had Henry. And now they beat Cincinnati. I mean, who, who can explain this? But the, the deal is that uh, Mike White has become, and I, I'm, I was talking about it before the show, we, we will call it the, just because of the alliteration, the Mac Castle quarterback carousel. That if you have a game like he did, he threw for a 405 yards, you can play another five years in the league. They will trot you around to various places. We had Brad Johnson. We had, who was the guy from Green Bay? Uh, I mean, from Detroit. Scott Mitchell. Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. Yeah. You know, you get to be in the league for five. Matt Castle, the reason I named him, he had that great year. He really did have a good year in the 08 because he was with the right team. And, you know, with Belichick and they got him ready and then they did well that year, almost made the playoff. And then he got in, a, he went to Kansas City, went, it went everywhere. It was around the league for seven, Hope about seven Detroit years. Playing. Huh? Yeah. Colt McCoy's still playing. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. if you have one Matt, good game, you can do Matt it. Matt Flynn was another one of those guys, and he got a yeah, he got a right. in Seattle, but then Russell Wilson came in. But yeah. Okay. Well, the Rams beat Houston thirty-eight twenty-two, and it wasn't as close as that indicates. No, it was it thirty-eight to nothing, and uh, so whatever. I mean, there isn't much you can say about the Rams. They're really rolling, and they went out and got uh, uh, Vaughn Miller from the Von Broncos. And that's going to make them that they, much better. They don't care anything about draft picks. No, <laughs> they the new George Allen. Of course, George yeah. Allen. I don't know if he did this when he was running the Rams, but he sure did with the Redskins. They would just go ahead and just get rid of draft choices left and right, and they don't even care. So three years from now, they'll be horrible, but they want to win it now, and that's it's what they're probably going a real for. good deal for Denver because if, if they hadn't made, if they get a second and a third next year, and if they if they lost him at the end of this year, he's going to be a free agent. If they lost him, the best they could have gotten was a sixth round pick in twenty twenty three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the Patriots beat the Chargers 27-24, and, uh, you know, the, uh, it, it, Jones didn't have that good a game, the beginning part of the game. But then he did sort of settle down in the fourth quarter. They had a pick six by uh, Adrian Phillips, a former Charger, who, who uh, did that. And, you know, so they, they uh, are now in a position where you got people thinking of uh, playoff scenarios and blah, blah, blahs, and maybe they could sneak in. And they can. They're 4-4, four and four, and they. I looked at it, and I couldn't decide on a couple of games, but they could go 9-8, 10-7. And, and If they get to 10-7, and seven, they'll probably get in. So there's a lot of four-loss, four three-and-four-loss teams here. So it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting, it looks like. Uh, Seattle, this, this surprised me. I, I picked Jacksonville, and they lost 31-7 to because I didn't think that uh, – <laughs> Uh, what's his name was going to get anything done? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. 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 He had a good game. He did. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yeah. yeah. And I figured, oh, coming off the bye, they'll be ready to go, and they've got that win, and that's how the monkey is off their back. Boy, that was terrible. I don't know. (laughs) I can't say I listened to much of it, but I'm sure my guy Trevor Lawrence didn't do anything for for me. So, you know. Denver beat the football team seventeen to ten, and they they fumbled near the end, and Washington had a chance to tie it up right down to the yeah. end. There, this is crazy. I, I listened to that right after the Patriots game, but uh, boy, I didn't hear much of that game. But I, I guess Bridgewater did what he had much. to do <laughs> enough to win. Uh, now here's the game, and this is this is going to reverberate. New Orleans beat Tampa Bay thirty six twenty seven, and they uh, they had the lead uh, twenty thirty. Uh, Tampa Bay was ahead, what, 23-7 to at one point? Yep. And then, uh, and when exactly? New Orleans was ahead. No, New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans, Orleans was ahead. Was ahead okay, Tampa Bay came back. Tampa and then, Bay came back and was ahead 27-26. Yeah, 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 that's right. So the the thing is that uh, they lost, however, um, 
James Winston. Yeah, James Winston. And yeah. now they've got Trevor Simeon, who we all remember from his glory days in Denver when he didn't do anything. Right. Now the question is, is is it a thing like Matt Castle where he's got a much better coaching staff around him? Can they keep him going? We don't even know when, when Taysom Hill is going to be it back. And we don't like, even know if he's a legitimate quarterback. He's never really yeah. proven anything in the NFL. It sounds like so. Taysom Hill may be – he's he's still under concussion protocol from yeah. about three weeks ago. Wow. But they sound like he might be ready to come off middle of this week. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, you know he's never proven that he could throw the ball. He runs, but we don't know if he's a, a good throwing quarterback. So yeah, we don't really know. And uh, now again, talking about this uh, quarterback carousel, you can get on. We have a new uh, member uh, for the carousel, and it's uh, Cooper Rush because he beat uh, Minnesota. 20 to 16, Dak Prescott did not play, and Cooper Rush, uh, you know, led them down, won the game, and uh, you know that's uh, it was as I said, they were talking about Cliff Longley and some of those kind of guys at one uh, time. Clint Longley, Clint Longley, Clint Longley, yeah, yeah, I said Cliff, uh, Clint Longley, but you know, it's like he's he's earned some money now, he's he's out there, we'll yeah. see. And uh, Mike Zimmer might be not earning any money because you're hearing now that he is definitely on the hot seat in Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. And Kansas City beat the Giants twenty to seventeen, and basically, I, I think you've kind of already talked about that game, Rick. So yeah. you know, it just. But uh, Robert was kind of thinking before. We'll get now to his story and with the Raiders. But Robert was kind of talking in the message that maybe the uh, Raiders can get on a roll here and get to play well, the Giants. Well, because because the, uh, the reason why I said that, Chris, is because of how bad both teams looked last night. The Raiders have to play the Giants this week, and then next Sunday. Uh, the 14th, they play on Sunday night football in Las Vegas against Kansas City. And if the Giants and Chiefs look like they did last night, <laughs> I see the Raiders winning both of those games. You know what I but mean? But then That's, what happened this morning, Robert? Yeah, well, Henry Ruggs, the uh, number one draft pick out of Alabama last year, was involved in a fatal DUI crash this morning. Um, one of the people in the other car uh, unfortunately lost their life and and now I I would suspect his season is over, um, you know, yeah. because of because of all this. And uh, the Raiders have had enough drama going on uh, with the whole John Gruden situation. And, now and the this, charge so, and the charge is DUI causing death. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So he has um, been disappointing, though. I I don't think he's really lived up. I think they expected to have somebody like an Amari Cooper type. Well, they, in they in gotten... my opinion, if I was making that draft choice last year. I would have picked a C.D. Lamb or, or Jerry Judy over Henry Ruggs. Right, of course, you know. uh, Judy hasn't played much, but Lamb certainly has been good. He's yeah. ba- Judy is back now, though. Yeah. 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 Um, but, no, if I was making that draft choice last year, I, I would have picked one of those two over Ruggs. So mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, so, we'll see what yeah. happens. So uh, other NFL uh, oh I oh no we don't do the news and notes now we do the standings now cuz we run We do the standings and the schedule. Standings and you're you're right Robert. Okay, yeah. here we go. AFC East Buffalo is 5 and 2, Patriots 4 and 4, Jets 2 and 5 and Miami 1 and 7. In the north we have Baltimore 5 and 2, Cincinnati 5 and 3, Pittsburgh 4 and 3 and Cleveland 4 and 4. So the uh, reports of the Steelers death were certainly uh <laughs> premature. They're right in the middle of this now. And uh, we have uh, in the uh, south, we have Tennessee at six and two, Indianapolis three and five, Jacksonville one and six, Houston one and seven. And Jacksonville and Houston have uh, gone home on vacation. And in the west, we have the uh, Raiders at five and two, Chargers four and three. The Patriots helped the Raiders out a little bit there the other day. Yes, they did. 
Denver four and four and Kansas City four and four. So the Raiders have the inside track, but we'll see what happens, uh, you know, going forward. But and they have a kind of a favorable schedule coming up. But we'll yep. see. Dallas should have won this division. They're six and one in the NFC yep. East. Philadelphia three and five. Washington two and six, and the Giants two and six. NFC North: Green Bay seven and one. Minnesota three and four, so they're in good shape. Bears three and five. And Detroit zero and eight, only winless team. NFC South: <clears throat> Tampa Bay six and two. New Orleans five and two. So they've let New Orleans back in it, but now uh, can Trevor Simeon uh, get it done, or what are they going to do? You know, I guess there was something on the, the, the rumor. Radio today. The rumor, Chris, that's out there yeah. is that they are looking at um, uh, Cam Newton. Okay, and, they, and I've also heard that they've contacted Philip Rivers, so we'll see. Well, I didn't hear that they contacted him. He uh, on NFL radio they said he put his name out there. He yeah, said, you yeah. know, he he if somebody wanted to talk to him, he'd be interested in talking to him. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of what he said. So we'll see. New Orleans five and two, uh, Carolina four and four, Atlanta three and four, and in the West we have Arizona seven and one. So the uh, champagne popped for the Miami Dolphins of seventy two. <laughs> Uh, they've they've lost that first game. Rams are seven and one. San Francisco three and four. Seattle three and five. And then uh, let me grab the schedule here. Do we have any phone callers? By the way, um, we do not. Okay. Well, that is strange. <laughs> well, our and uh, by the way, we want to say uh, uh, good uh, news on Jerry. He had good sur- good news on his surgery the other day, and uh, he is in a facility right now because he's still having trouble swallowing because he. Uh, it was an esophageal uh, uh, surgery that he had, but he is uh, hopefully going to be home soon, and uh, we'll be thinking about him. And uh, he's, of course, one of our regular callers. So, yep. Anyway, and Pierre, we haven't mentioned anything Pierre wanted to complain about yet. So, he's <laughs> okay. Well, Pierre's so, here, so he, he can. Oh yeah, whenever he wants to. He can defend yeah. himself. <laughs> All right, Monday. Oh no, here we go. Oh, got to get to the right place. Thursday. So we're starting Thursday night. November 4th, we have the Jets at Indianapolis, 8.20 p.m. on Fox and NFL Radio. So all things radio will not be running N- late. NFL Network. No, man, NFL that Network. game is yeah, going to break all, all ratings records. You know that. <laughs> That's right up there. Well, I think people might want to see this Mike White, and they want to see what Wentz does from one minute to the next. Okay. Are, are you making sure, Bill, to keep your schedule open so you can see the whole thing? Oh, well, you know, it's kind of like that song a couple of weeks ago. There's always technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. Okay. Sunday, we have Cleveland at Cincinnati, 1 p.m. first time they've met this year on CBS. And that'll be the Jim Nance-Tony Romo game, by the okay. way. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of divisional uh, – Patriots haven't played Buffalo yet. There's some teams that just haven't met yet. Yeah. Denver at Dallas, 1 p.m. on Fox. We have Houston at Miami, 1 p.m. on Fox. They've got to give Fox some extra games because uh, there's four NFC teams off this week. Right. Atlanta Atlanta, at New Orleans, 1 p.m. on Fox. The uh, Raiders are at the Giants, 1 p.m. on CBS. Patriots are at Carolina, 1 p.m. on CBS. Buffalo at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on CBS. Minnesota at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Chargers are Philadelphia, 4.05 p.m. on CBS, so Fox gets a doubleheader. And that doubleheader big game is Green Bay at Kansas City, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. That will be an interesting one. And uh, the mini-buy for the uh, for the Packers going in. And then we have uh, Arizona at San Francisco, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. And uh, then we have 
Tennessee at the Rams, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And that game's lost. Some of us lost her without Derrick Henry. And yep. the Monday night game is the Bears at Pittsburgh. And that that would be a good ratings game because they're, yeah. they're borderline playoff teams, but also Bears and Steelers are popular teams around the country. So, so the and Bears they both have loyal fan bases. So yep. They do. 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. The buys, as I say, four NFC teams, Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington. So all the Brady fans in fantasy football are going to have to sign for it. <laughs> yeah. We have whatever conference games. Yep. What's that? Eight into conference games. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's uh, have... go to let's go, go to uh, Pierre first. All hey right. Pierre. Uh oh. <laughs> no, not Cam Newton, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, well, I know. He hey, Pierre, he said he's even willing to get vaccinated now. Yes. Apparently he, he already has, has been vaccinated. Pierre hit that, a... hit that button again, Pierre. I hit the lower hand and it apparently hit the mute at the same time. So go ahead and hit that button to unmute again. Yes, because Pierre oh, yes. has more to say than just yeah. But uh okay. but uh the um uh Kansas City, they got their work cut out for them. This week they play Green Bay. Next week they play Las Vegas, and the week after that they play the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh so, my yeah. God! So yeah, they, no more fooling around. They better play better than they've been playing. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I was proud of my Saints Sunday. They they yeah. pulled it off. Uh, yeah. And then I think Taysom Hill comes off of the protocol today. So, so yeah, he's I, I heard that. I think yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. So okay. he should that his Sunday, but. Uh, I don't know what this Trevor guy is going to be, but we'll find out. I guess he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy, Pierre. He went to Northwestern. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. But uh, but, uh, but uh, I don't know why with with everybody selling now they don't go to Denver and uh, you know try to get that quarterback again. Well, well we just had the trade deadline about right when we started, so yeah. And they, then they nothing ha- nothing happened. So yeah. 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 And then what about the uh, college thing? When is it supposed to come out today? Uh, that comes out at uh, 6 o'clock, Pierre. Yeah, that's o'clock tonight. 6 Central? Okay. 6 o'clock Central. 6 o'clock Central. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, well, Denver, see, is still in the play. You know, they they won that game. So if they lost that game, they might have thought about uh, doing something with Bridgewater. But now they're 4-4. But four if you're in the playoff, in the why, did you, why did you trade Von Miller if you think well, you yeah, might make the playoffs? Yeah, you, you, tr- you traded one of your best. Well, you best did, but then you explained that, that they were going to lose, yeah, and they, the they definitely weren't going to be bringing them back so they got a lot more and he's not quite the player he used to be right i I was surprised the chiefs are kind of unloading a little bit too a little bit well i think they're trying to get some uh cap room yeah right because they picked up uh what's his name melvin ingram a pass rusher from the uh viewers but they ended up giving up um uh, the The doctor doctor. yeah duvernay tardif Tardif. went to the Jets for backup tight end uh, dan brown right I feel bad for the doctor. So more. Uh, well, uh, let's um, let's uh, bring up uh, Dick. Go ahead and unmute Dick, and, and okay. we'll be able to hear from you. I'm I'm sure he's not going to be pleased with his bears. No. Hello, boys. No, I'm not pleased. But, uh, <laughs> next, you know, I was thinking. I think I want to root for another team for the rest of the year. Bears are going nowhere. You know, I've been a bear fan since I was about four years old, and I'll tell you, I just don't understand it. I I've got to give them up because they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, the defense, you know, this great defense we're supposed to have is <laughs> not very good. Um, you know, Kansas City, and I love listening to the Chiefs because they're an exciting team to listen to. Yeah. But I guess the Super Bowl jinx is kind of hit them because they are. They, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. Um, I don't know. Hey, yeah, but, not the uh, way I got to ask. Huh? 
Good. The way they, they've got to play better. Well, you know, just hang in there for another like 13 years. I was figuring this out the other day. The Bears made the NFL championship, won it in 80, 63. They won it in 86. They won the Super Bowl. They, and they made the Super Bowl in 2010. So about 2034, Dick, you're due. By every 23, 24 years, the Bears <laughs> one in that. With that. I don't think I'm going to be around them. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, let's let well, let's, let's, let's hope, hope you're, you're around then. <laughs> yeah. hey, what happened to your shoulders? I can't believe my balls, my guess. Hey, I was losing, I had the game on, and uh, the, the, they were losing. The Bulls were losing by nineteen. I said, they "I'll were. turn the Chiefs back on." And it turned out they won by fourteen. They did. No, this is a, a ridiculous game. And then Mar- Marcus Smart was complaining that that Brown and Tatum have passed the ball. Well, don't pass it to him. He yeah. can't score. I mean, maybe they've got somebody. They got to find some other people. That, they don't have enough scores for one thing. They're not playing uh, consistent defense. The new coach, you know, he's a new coach. We don't know whether he can really do this at this level. So we'll have to see. I mean, you know, they're certainly all, I'll say one thing, they're all chirping in the media, which they didn't (laughs) seem to do when when Brad Stevens was the coach. (laughs) No. Why why did he get rid of Stevens? Oh, he's upstairs. They they moved him upstairs. They really got rid of Danny Ainge is what they did. They got rid of Danny Ainge and moved uh, Stevens upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Was was Ainge making some bad choices or was he too old or what? Danny Ainge, you know, the team was sort of like, you know, was getting a little bit worse uh, the last two or three years. And, you know, he had always all this draft choice capital and never quite came into, you know, he made the trade for Kyrie and that didn't work out. Uh, Gordon Haywood didn't work out. Of course, he got hurt. I mean, there was just a lot of things with Danny. It just, uh, you know, he had some bad luck, but people expected to get a championship and it was heading the wrong direction. So they're just going to give Stevens a chance now. But all this chirping in the media is unusual, actually. Yeah. So the Bears didn't didn't get rid of Foles or uh, Dalton, unfortunately. I thought maybe they might find someone who might want to take them off our hands. But uh, I I, I thought somebody would pick up Nick Foles. I really did. You know, he has a big, uh, big salary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I tell you, some of the moves is. uh, Management and beers, I just don't understand at all. Well, I think that your management, Dick, is going to change at the end of the year. I don't think. I, I, I don't think Brian Pace will be back, and I don't think Ryan Ryan, Ryan Ryan Pace Ryan, Ryan Pace. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, I hope you're right. But yeah. even yeah. even that, you know what they'll do well, again? Twenty thirty four, oh. Dick. Hang in there. Hang they'll in hire there. some okay. rookie, unproven guy. They won't hire a, a real GM. They'll hire some guy. Oh, he'll learn his. Uh, Spurs, he'll earn his Spurs here, and they've done that before, and we're in the same boat. It's, it's. Yep. I mean, I, I can't become a Packer fan because I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, May I listen to the Chiefs? I love their play-by-play yeah. guy. And uh, Chiefs are fun yeah. to listen to. That's yeah. for sure. You know, you know what though, Dick? The pa- you may not like the Packers, but their their radio broadcast is is good. Yeah, well, the oh, Bears we got rid of him too. Oh, we yeah, the Bears got rid of him also. So. Well, no, no, the, well, no, 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 no. He he chose to go to Green Bay. Yeah, well, okay. he wanted to go there. It was his lifelong dream to broadcast yeah. on the Packers. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, he uh, he's he's really good. Oh, before oh, that, yeah. they had good old Jim when He was terrible. They didn't laugh all. Him and Max McGee. Yeah. They, they well, they, the Bears have a good announcer now, Jeff Joniak. And, uh, and oh, I think he's terrible. There. I don't. I don't like, oh, I like him. All. I like him. Oh, he makes a lot of mistakes. He doesn't say with the ball half the time. Oh well. Um, okay. I like I like your guy. I like your Patriots guy. Uh, so I think he's good. Yeah, you know, but people have have complained, and we we have to say this. People have complained about us interrupting. Uh, they ought to listen to Scott Zolak sometimes. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Zolak interrupts all the time. If you don't like interruptions, don't listen to Scott Zolak. <laughs> he doesn't go. Ooh. <laughs> well, he doesn't even like know. He'll talk. I mean, Bob Sosi's finishing something, you know, finishing a, a sentence, and he'll talk right in the middle of the sentence. You know, <laughs> even between plays. That's just what he does. 
You know? Does he have some pictures of maybe the owner around somewhere? Where no, no. Scott, Scott oh, there is are some cool... pictures of the owner around somewhere. But... No, there are. Yeah, we have that whole thing from Florida. But yeah. no, the the thing is with Scott, I mean, he's well-liked. He's a good guy, and he's, you know, he gets along with everybody. He just, you know, he's he's fur of the moment. That's just the way he is. That's his personality, and, and uh, there's no, there's no, what's the, what does it say? You you can only hope to contain him. You know, you can't stop yeah. him. You can only hope to contain him. That's the way yeah. he's got it. Spe- speaking yeah, of, uh, speaking of, of news, the story is just coming across the Los Angeles Rams are going to release running back Deshaun Jackson. They tried to trade him before the trade deadline. They couldn't find anybody to trade him to. Yeah, wide so receiver. He will, wide receiver. Yeah. Receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ESPN, the story said running back. So nope. wide well, receiver. Mistake. Um, so he is going to be released by the Rams. Okay. okay. All right. Well, can we get back? Are we going to go? Uh, we have more callers. We're going to do the nope, news and good. notes here. Yeah. All right. WTMJ is. Uh, Losing the Packers, and they've had them since the twenties. I remember hearing a promo that they've had them since the twenties. <clears throat> Next year, they're going going to WRNW, which is a Fox Sports affiliate in Green Bay. Ninety-seven three the game. And as we said, uh, Houston is not trying to trade uh, Deshaun Watson. And we were saying earlier that they wouldn't even let people talk to him. Uh, you know, people wanted to just talk to Deshaun himself, but they didn't let, allow that. Uh, the Rams are 43 and 0 when leading at halftime, uh, and uh, and the second uh, that's the second longest streak ever. Uh, 50 in Green Bay it had it from 26 through 33. Now that's since uh, that's Sean. Bay, right? That's since, since, since Sean came Bay. in yeah. 17. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Houston is 0 and 18 after being behind at halftime. So you know, okay. for a while. Uh, uh, let's see. Before uh, week eight. 24 games where, where score was uh, where, where there was a score winning score in the last minute or overtime, and the most in uh, history. And the blowout wins by they were 21 or uh, by 21 or more points. Uh, there were 20 uh, th- uh, 21 of those, and uh, they're the most uh, that's the most since 2009. This is the first seven weeks. So all like just it just seems that way. A lot of close games, a lot of blowouts. Uh, let's see. And uh, we talked about Derrick Henry. I'm just looking through my notes, make sure we're not missing anything. While you're looking, Chris, uh, CBS Sports is just uh, coming across. Apparently, they couldn't get anything done, but the Browns and the New Orleans Saints talked about an Odell Beckham Jr. trade Uh, to the Saints, but they couldn't get anything done. Things are going bad in Cleveland right now. They had a story on this afternoon where Odell Beckham Jr.'s father, posted a video showing all the times that Beckham was open during the game Sunday and saying, why didn't Mayfield get him the ball? So that's not going over real well. You know? No, 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 no. No, that is it for the uh, NFL news and notes that I have. Anybody else got anything? Uh, I, yeah. There's one more story. This is kind of a weird one. A month ago, um, and this is going back to Colin Kaepernick, and I've always told you, in my opinion, Colin Kaepernick's kind of a fraud. But here we go. A month ago, he was ready to go. He was going to sign with the NFL, and he was ready to play a month ago. Now he's got a Netflix show, apparently, where he says that uh, the NFL players going through the combine situation, you know, to, to, to get into the NFL, he's comparing this to slavery. Uh, so, I mean, oh, th- this guy, I mean, it, whether you like the guy or not, he cannot stay out of his own way. Yeah. Nope. Well, his career is long over now, and yes. you know, and there's no real reason for anybody to listen to him about anything. And the thing that got it for me with him in particular, I mean, a lot of the things he, uh, you know, I would agree with him on a lot of stuff, but he didn't vote. You know, right. that's the thing that bothered me. He came out and yeah. said that, you know, four years ago. So whatever. 
One okay. trade I don't think we mentioned. I, I think it okay. happened after we were on the air last week was um, Mark Ingram going back to the Saints. But. And another one that happened after we were off the air, I believe, was Joe Flacco going back to the oh, Jets. Right. I think we mentioned that last week, but we didn't okay. have the Ingram one, I don't think. Yeah, Boy, that, and now like Joe's going to probably sit on the one. bench. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. My, yeah. Any more? Any more? We're ready to go to baseball? Let, let's go baseball. to baseball. Let's go to baseball. All right. So uh, Atlanta was the first team to score in the first uh, three innings of a World Series in, in, of Game One in the World Series, and George, Jorge Soler, the first player to lead off a World Series with a home run. There've been a bunch of guys who have done it in the bottom of the uh, uh, first inning to lead off for their team. Don Buford in '69 for the Orioles, uh, Dustin Pedroia in '07 for the Red Sox, and uh, Alcides uh, Escobar in '15 for the Royals. But uh, and Chris Taylor did it in uh, 17 for the Dodgers. But to start the whole World Series with a home run, that was the first time. And we've already kind of talked about uh, Bob Melvin being hired by San Diego as manager. So that's, Yeah, uh, no, uh, they, they got the free agent steal of the, the manager. Uh, he's going to do very good there. He's been, he'd been with the A's since 2011. So. Yep, and before that, he managed in Arizona for about five years, and he also managed in Seattle. So he's very familiar with the National League. And even when, even when he was with the A's, Chris, he played a National League style of baseball. So right. uh, he's going to fit right in there, and San Diego is going to be good for it. Uh, so yep. for the, those that don't like the Padres, get used to them. I think they're going to be good with, as long as he's there. So the World Series, and I don't know if it changed very much, Sean, if you heard anything else, but the first game uh, drew 10.8 million uh, fans, and that was the lowest ever at a, a non-neutral site. And uh, and it, it compared to, like, the Patriots game against Dallas a couple weeks ago, which had 23.6 million, and that wasn't even in prime time. That was a late game. On, yeah, that was a late game, and that the went overtime. Have, the ratings have picked up. Uh, they picked up from that first game. Game two, I think it was around 12 million, three and four with 14, 15, 12 to 13 million. Now, game five, it was it still did about 12 million, but you got to remember, state of Texas, a large part of Texas are Astro fans, but a large part of Texas are Cowboy fans. And you got, right. even though Houston and Dallas hate each other, if you get out of those two cities, if you get into like the San Antonio, Austin, Corpus Christi, all those areas, I mean, Cowboys own Texas in football. Houston owns most of Texas in baseball except, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth, North Texas. You know, there's some Ranger fans, but it's it's a little more even, but there's a lot of – so, I mean, that did hurt them with the Cowboys playing on a Sunday night, you know, in the same state. Cause that divided the state a bit, you know. Yep. So Jason Castro, the uh, Astros catcher, was out with the COVID protocol, so he's been out of the series and replaced by uh, – uh, Garrett uh, Stubbs, I guess Stubbs. his name is, Stubbs. and uh, forgot to mention that uh, what the, the uh, Braves pitcher got hurt uh, Tuesday night. Their ace, and he's been oh, out. Troy, uh, Troy Martin, yeah. Troy Martin, so he's been out of the series too. Uh, and you know, to be totally honest, Chris, if, if you listened on Sunday night, I didn't think Tucker Davidson pitched badly. His no, defense, no. his defense yeah. certainly didn't help him. And after Game Four, Jorge Soler is the only player in the World Series history to have a leadoff and. Uh, home run in the series, as we talked about, and a pinch hit home run, too. Uh, yep. And three back-to-backs uh, tied or took leads, and uh, and that, the Braves did this on Saturday night. That's why it came up. Uh, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, Game 4 and 28. Uh, Pedro Guerrero and Steve uh, Yeager in Game 5 and 81. And Dansby Swanson and uh, Jorge Soler, you know, the Jorge Soler show, Game 4 in 2021. Uh, 
And Carlos Correa has 12 uh, RBIs. He's tied with Dave Concepcion for uh, second in shortstops in the World Series history. Pee Wee Reese has uh, had 16. So let's see. What do you got? Any more baseball notes? Cool. Grand, okay, first Grand Slam on Sunday night in the first inning since 1960. That's, yep, that's right. right. Bobby Richardson hit that. Yeah, and, the first uh, one Sunday's first one since 1960, um, and uh, in the first inning in the in mm-hmm. the first inning, and I believe that's the first World Series Grand Slam since '05 when the White Sox. And for those uh, Chris who listen to Sirius XM, Casey Stern is is out at MLB Network Radio. I'm not sure if you know if his contract is up or what the reason was, but he is out there. So for those who listen to satellite radio, he is out. I, uh, I don't think that makes you too sad, does it? I consider that an improvement, actually. <laughs> you know, though, I got to tell you, in, in all fairness, and I'm not a big Casey Easter, to me, he is better. Mike Farron is, is a, to be honest, a joke. Oh, God, he, no, he, he's the next one that has to go. It's, Have they gotten rid of Jeff Joyce yet? No, Jeff no. Joyce is still there. He is the most boring. Uh, you know, I, I would agree with you. He's the most boring announcer I ever heard. Uh, yeah, I agree with that also. Yep. What are you going to say, Sean? A couple other media notes. Uh, meant to get to this last week, but Matt Vaskurgeon will not be doing Sunday Night Baseball anymore. Uh, he's stepping aside. With, I think he's leaving ESPN, so don't know who's going to come yeah, in. Yeah, he's, he's going to be doing the Angels full-time, apparently. Now, ESPN apparently is not going to be doing weeknight games next year. They're just going to oh. be focusing on Sunday Night Baseball. They're, yeah, but they're going to go to exclusively on hold Sunday on, night. Hold on, hold on, Robert. Sean, go ahead. All right. TBS is going to be doing Tuesday night games as well as those Sunday afternoon games. But they will do Tuesday night all throughout the season. You know, they start on Sundays in May. That's their new uh, – that, that's part of their new deal. But they'll start on Tuesdays, you know, from – How is CBS going to get all this done? They've got – still going to have hockey well, and no, basketball no, TBS. to do No, no, TBS, not TNT. TBS. Oh, okay. All right. TNT is TNT doing the hockey. Has and- hockey and- TNT has hockey and basketball. Baseball's on TBS. Uh, right. The wrestling that they have on Wednesdays in January is move, uh, all elite wrestling is moving to TBS from TNT on okay. Wednesdays. So, but yeah, TBS will <clears throat> be baseball, and there's talk of them getting some college football and basketball at a couple of conferences. Okay. TV and by the way, while we're on media stuff, um, CBS just sent out a thing that I got on my phone. Their college basketball schedule has been released in between CBS and CBS Sports Network. They will televise over 280 college basketball games this year and 12 conference championship games. Well, yeah. Between the between the that, two. Yeah. And that kind of translates, I guess, going from baseball to college. I guess, in a way, that's good. Yeah, that's a good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I had one more thing for baseball. Yeah. that the, uh, the Braves had had three rookie starters in the World Series, Ian Anderson, uh, Tucker Davidson and uh, Dylan Lee, and uh, that's that's pretty amazing. When you right. think about and it. then they had another guy. I forget his name. Back in the '48 season, right? So well, probably uh, it was probably either uh, Burn Bickford or Nelson Potter. That's it, Burn Bickford. Burn Bickford. And, yeah. And going back to the sports media as we translate as we transfer so over to towards college, college football, yeah. As we t- well, college sports in general because college basketball starts next. There's some games starting next Tuesday, uh-huh. uh, the 9th and all that. But the re- the reason we're CBS Sports Network and CBS getting more of these games, remember the Atlantic 10 had deals with NBC Sports Network and CBS Sports Network. There's not going to be any NBC Sports Network That's after right. December 1st. So all those games are going to CBS Sports Network. Plus they got the Big East. So they're having they're getting a lot more of those Atlantic 10 games that were it was all that was all Saturday was on NBC. Which network was Atlantic 10. So they're getting all those games as well as what they've already had between CBS and CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Okay. So any more uh, baseball before we go to college football? 
Uh, now, I think we all knew this. The, the Athletics sent it yesterday. They sent two things, and I'll t- we'll cover them one at a time. A, Zach Scott is out as GM of the Mets, but I thought we already knew that months ago, you know, a couple yeah, months yeah, ago. Did. And they yeah. had an article last night written by Evan Drellick. So that might be, for those who have the Athletic, and I know, Bill, you do, that would be an interesting article to read. It's about the lockout, strike, stuff like that. Apparently what's going to happen is if they don't reach a deal by December 2nd, which neither side is to- is terribly optimistic now, is the owners are going to lock them out. And we probably won't notice it, you know, until February when the spring training games would start. The only thing you'll notice is there won't be any winter meetings and there won't be any, you know, you can't do anything, no free agency or anything. So the the thought is that you may see some free agents try to get signed before that December 1st deadline so that they can, you know, they can get their uh, situation completed. So but would you have, okay, so you're a free agent and you go and you say, I want, you know, what, uh, you know, Tatis and those guys, you know, and, uh, and uh, what's the name, Muchado I have. I want 30 million each year for, you know, 300 million for 10 years. And the owners don't know uh, what. Before, the, the until December 1st, you're sign, you can sign them under the old rules. Okay. Oh boy, there's going to be a gold rush then. Yeah, it's going to be a, a mad scramble because uh, yeah. So <clears throat> we will probably have long baseball segments in November in this show because we will <laughs> yes. probably have many signings. To go but through. that was a, I thought it was an interesting article uh, that he put out there last night, and he Evan Drellick is normally for the Athletic who covers things like that. You know the strike and the he he did a lot had a the lot of stuff aspect. yeah, yeah he right. had a lot of stuff you know when we were doing the covid stuff and right and all that so okay good read I'll keep an eye on that okay all right so to college football the now i'm going to read you the top 25 and this is what we're going to do it's going to be this way because they're always going to be putting out the the uh the committee's top uh picks uh, afterwards, after our show is over. Really, after, after now, the AP Top 25 doesn't even matter after today. Well, what, what I'm saying is this is what we got, and we'll re- run through well, it, we and can, then we can talk well, about we can it because we, we, we can speculate on what's going to happen, but at least we'll we'll have the top, and it's where we get our scores because I base it on the scores and we go through those. But what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, after today, but, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything even then, but then we'll, we'll be talking about what the top four is and the top seven or eight and what they did. So we will speculate. We'll read the top 25 every week and then set up the scores but then we'll speculate about what they're going to do in a couple hours but we won't know because it'll be after our show so number one will be georgia number two cincinnati <coughs> cincinnati right now cincinnati's getting a lot of uh, media attention about they are they, they, they really can't can't see a way that they should be kept out uh you know if things continue the way they are the speculation so is though name. that they may not be rated that high by the committee and we'll have to yeah, see that's what we're happens. gonna see yeah yeah number number three is alabama four is oklahoma five is Michigan State, six Ohio State. These games have started now. The round robin with these teams. Seven with Oregon is Oregon. Eight Notre Dame. Nine Michigan. Ten Wake Forest. Eleven Oklahoma State. Twelve is Auburn. Thirteen A and Texas A and M. Fourteen Baylor. Fifteen Mississippi. Sixteen UTSA. Seventeen BYU. Eighteen Kentucky. Nineteen Iowa. We'll get to them. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, well, uh, there's not too many people around here who want to get to a Chris. <laughs> twenty is Houston. Twenty-one is Coastal Carolina. Twenty-two Penn State. They're still in the top twenty despite what happened. Twenty-three SMU. Twenty-four uh, uh, Louisiana Tech. They're Agent Cajuns. And twenty-five is Fresno State. 
<clears throat> so Georgia won the cocktail party 34 to 7. So a lot of good uh, drinking by the Florida fans because they were out of the game really game fast. Too. This was a weird game. It was 3 to nothing with two minutes to go in the first half. And Georgia scored three touchdowns in about a minute and a half. And the Florida made it 24 fans. Nothing. Let's have a yeah. drink. Yeah, <laughs> Cincinnati beat uh, Tulane thirty-one to twelve. Not much you can say about that. That Oklahoma, game was close for a half. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma beat Texas Tech fifty-two to twenty-one. No, that wasn't close very long. Uh, nope. Michigan State over Michigan thirty-seven thirty-three. That was a good game. That was I a good game. A lot of that. Yeah. I was rooting for like Michigan, and I like their announcers. And, uh, you know, they, they're the same age as I am. I checked on uh, Brent Detter and uh, uh, Dan Deerdorf. They're both born in 49, so I like uh, they're, they're good. And, but I'll uh, bet they, uh, George Blah is probably older than you then, Chris. Uh, he, oh, he is. I, I've heard him uh, interviewed. He was on Daddy Dave's Diner on Sirius XM one time. They knew each other somehow, and he got on and was talking about the music of the 50s and early 60s and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, we got Ohio State over Penn State, 33-24. Uh, that was a pretty good game, too. Listen to the end of that. Oregon beat Colorado 52-29. to Notre Dame over North Carolina 44-34. <clears throat> Wake Forest beat Duke 45-7. to No surprise there. No. Oklahoma State over Kansas 55-3. to uh, Auburn beat Mississippi 31-20. So what about that, uh, Perry? Uh, pardon me, Chris. I was, something was uh, coming Auburn. across on the phone. Okay, Auburn beat Mississippi 31-20. What would you have to say about that game? Um, the, the Ole Miss did not play terribly well. Matt Corral, their quarterback, remember we'd heard a week ago that he might be hurt. Well, he really did get hurt this time mm-hmm. on Saturday. So he did not. He really didn't play much in that game. And um, you clearly, with a freshman, you're not going to run the same stuff that you could run with him in there. Yeah. What'd you, did you get a sports-related phone message? or is No, it, that uh, was something different. Something different. Okay. Uh, Baylor beat Texas. Uh, Texas continues to have been losing a lot lately. 34-24, all clo- 31-24, all close games, but they're losing. Well, it, and they had an 11-point lead, 21-10, again. and yeah. they did it again. These All three of these, they had games. I mean, like the Oklahoma game, they had, they had a 23-point lead, yep. and it's just they get there. The receivers are not catching the ball. Uh, la- you know, this, I mean, last week defense was – I mean, it's like they quit, and some of it's coaching, but some of it is these receivers. They had they had the ball several times in their hand. These young receivers. Now one of the receivers is out, but Casey Thompson was getting it to them. But they no, they maybe they were worried about the ball. maybe they were worried about the emotionally support monkey. Well, yeah, they, they were monkeying around. <laughs> they were monkeying around. Yeah, that's what they were doing. <laughs> but. Hey, BYU beat Virginia uh, 66 to 49. Now, the way Virginia plays uh, defense in uh, college basketball, I think that's the highest higher score than you're going to get in the Virginia <laughs> yeah, BYU gosh, college no, basketball. No kid. Yeah, that was something. Uh, Mississippi State over Kentucky, 31 to 17. But Kentucky stayed in there. You know that that was a the, little bit of a surprise to me. I, I thought Kentucky would win that game. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're staying in because the SEC is you know well thought of, so they're still in the top 20 there. Uh, Wisconsin over Iowa, Perry, Perry, 27 to seven. And uh, I know it's 11 o'clock in the morning there when the game starts and all that, but Iowa didn't wake up for a long time. They didn't wake up at all in that game, and and now the of course now the fans are they got to make a quarterback change and they got to make this kind of a change. Yeah. Whereas two weeks ago, these guys were great. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it goes. And Wisconsin's starting to play better. Maybe they can sneak in that, that yeah, division up for grabs, I guess. It, it is up for grabs because, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, they're all yep. up there. And I, right. I, I, don't, I don't think you can probably count out Purdue and, you know, mm-hmm. some of those teams. 
Houston over SMU, 44-37. So there you go. And that was a that changes that, that changes Cincinnati's chances down the line because they everybody was hyping Cincinnati SMU. That's their only big test. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean SMU may still give them a test, but hopefully that doesn't hurt Cincinnati in the college football playoff ranking. Coastal Carolina beat Troy, 35-28. Old Dominion beat uh, Louisiana Tech, 23-20. And then Fresno State beat San Diego State to knock them out of the top 25 30, and to get in themselves 30 to 20. So, and Miami knocked it out by uh, winning 38 34. And West Virginia over Iowa State 38 uh, 31. What do you know about that game? That um, apparently, according to John uh, Walters and Eric Half, they were very unhappy with that performance. And uh, there were some yeah. replays that didn't go their way. So they were just all around not happy with that game. Okay. Yeah, John Walters was on with Craig Way today because they always have all the Big 12 announcers before they are. Actually, he has all the announcers on his show the week that they play him. And John Walters still was not very happy with that performance. And, and to be and to be fair to John Walters, he is a. I mean, it, most times he's not a he's a fair announcer. So I mean, yes, he is. There must there must have it. been some issues. He he's a fair announcer. Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's that. And uh, what do we got coming up this week, uh, Sean? Well, Perry? the big game I think that stands out is. Texas A&M and Auburn, 12 and 13 playing each other. That's probably the biggest matchup. I would think think so. Michigan-Rutgers, Michigan State-Purdue, a game that if you had asked us at the beginning of the year, Perry probably, if we would have thought this game would have been a huge game, but the way these two have been playing now, Texas at Iowa State, which now, I mean, that's... A lot of luster has been rolled out of that game. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to, they were already talking. It was going to be one of the big Fox games, but it's a night Fox Sports 1 game. So, I mean, that one kind of, well, Alabama LSU, which that's another one everybody would have thought was yep. would have been a great game. But with LSU and Ed O on his way out, you know, was it Ole Miss, Arkansas? Or yeah. Oh, would maybe Mississippi State. Ole Miss already played Arkansas. Okay, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Ole Miss is playing. Oh, where are they playing? Oh, okay. Shoot, I don't. I have, don't have them. But yeah, uh, but yeah, those games. Uh, those are probably some big ones. Not like so this week is kind of kind of that break week where it kind of lets down, and then you start the round robin stuff. Oh, UT San Antonio and UT El Paso for some lower conference. UTSA is ranked, you know, then the conference yep. USA and about to go to the America and then UTEP. Who's been down a lot? I mean, they're undefeated, so I mean, you're gonna. And there was talk that College Game Day was gonna go to El Paso and for the game, but I don't think they are. But they were looking at it. So. Boy, you know, and another one. I I certainly hope this week um, Northern Iowa plays at Illinois State. They have played two fantastic games the past. Two. I certainly hope there's not a letdown this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and we had another yeah. firing in Texas. Uh, the TCU coach Gary Patterson is out. And he coached uh, coached there for how long now? Uh, twenty two years. Twenty two years. Twenty two years. years. He replaced Dennis Francione when wow. they were, they were in Conference USA. They moved to the Mountain West. Then they were going to be in the Big East, but then the Big Twelve came a calling, so they never actually played a game. He got them up there. But now here's the thing: he was offered to coach for the rest of the year, but he said no. But they saw him around the office yesterday talking plays. But he's not going to coach the rest of the year. But he's hanging around the office talking plays with his assistant. Is it is it, gonna... is it something though, Sean, that he may be still in the in a family somewhere? You know, 
Sometimes yeah. you, know, you hear you're not the coach anymore, but you're still doing this or that. Yeah, that could that could probably be it. And they say he's had other distractions this year because he's made comments about billboards after the SMU game, you know, when SMU beat him and everything. And there's, there's been some, you know, and then during COVID, he had his little brief country music career that he did <laughs> with the, the Take a Step Back song, which, yeah, he did that. But, I mean, he's, you know, he's 22 years, maybe the game – that's a long, maybe. you know, that is a long time to be at one place. Yeah. And rumors have already started. Would he take a step down and his relationship with Chris Del Conte, the athletic director at University of Texas, would he uh, take a step down and become a defensive coordinator under Sarkeesian? Yeah, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <clears throat> okay. So any more college football? Well, James Madison. And I just found this out today. James Madison, apparently, they're an FCS school. They've been a powerhouse. They're taking steps to move up to FBS and join the Sun Belt because there's three other Conference USA teams going to the Sun Belt, so it'll put them at 16 teams and 14 for football. I, think, I know Southern Myth, Marshall. I can't think who the other one. I think maybe it is Old Dominion but because um, some of the others I don't think would go back. But and So those three, and James Madison, looking to move up in the next year or two to join Join you know join the Sun Belt. So the Sun okay. Belt, as they call the Fun Belt's growing. Eh? <laughs> okay, well, little bit. There's Chris. One college basketball note while we're into the okay. colleges. Ole sure. Miss and and uh, basketball coach Kermit Davis have agreed on a four year contract extension. So uh, that's probably a good deal for the Rebels because uh, a lot of people think he's got that program headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then and then next week you'll start seeing. All those aircraft carrier games yes. for college basketball. You'll start and those at the you know the military bases that they do Tuesday. I think Texas opens up on Tuesday, but yeah, you'll see a lot of those veterans. Day and we will, and we will have no fear. We will cover college basketball. We will be, we'll, yep. we'll be there. So we yep. always do. And by the way, next week as we get ready to do the NBA and NHL, I think it'll be time to get start getting the NBA and NHL standings going. So uh, we'll do that, and make that coverage a little bit more. So for the NBA, I'll give you the schedule, and then if anybody has anything to say about the NBA, we had no news and notes this week, but we have Milwaukee at Detroit at 7 p.m., 7.30. There's only five games. Miami at Dallas, or is it Dallas at Miami? I couldn't tell uh, by the way he read it on the schedule. On the, but anyway, Miami at my, Dallas. I, I believe it's Miami at <clears throat> Dallas. Yeah, okay then. 9 o'clock, Sacramento at Utah. 10 o'clock, New Orleans at Phoenix. And 10.30, 10. Houston at the Lakers. And Miami, Dallas, New Orleans, Phoenix are the TNT games, by the way. That's okay. correct. So anybody got anything to say about the NBA before we move on to the NHL? No. Not much going on? No, everything's moving along at, at normal We talked speed. about the Bulls and how good they are this year. Uh, yes. The Warriors are, Warriors are looking good. So you know. yep. Spurs took down Milwaukee the other night, and then last night they played the worst game probably of the season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now the NHL, well, we started to talk about it last week, and I guess we, we have more information. Maybe some of this we had already talked about. But the NHL, uh, Kyle Beach was the player that was abused with the Blackhawks in 2010. And uh, Brad Aldrich was the uh, alleged abuser who was the uh, video coach at the time and uh, <laughs> video coordinator. Uh, he reported his assault in, uh, three weeks before uh, the Stanley Cup uh, ended, and nothing was done. And then Chicago fined uh, $2 million for this. Stan Bowman uh, was forced to resign, as was the president, who I think his name was John McDonough. Is that right? John McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, Dick McDonough. Okay. He was with the, and he was with, before he was with the Blackhawks, he was with the Cubs. Oh, okay. Joel Quinville uh, uh, was uh, forced to resign as the Florida head coach, and he was replaced by Andrew uh, Brunette. 
And then Kevin Chevel uh, Dayoff was uh, not forced to resign. They said that he was too far down the food chain to have. He was in a meeting about it when when it was uh, when they were dealing with the problem, but he really had no decision making capacity. So no. they said that he could stay with uh, uh, GM and be the GM uh, at the Winnipeg. Joel Quinville uh, can come back to the NHL, but he first needs to meet with the commissioner. And then uh, Florida doesn't, doesn't have to. Florida doesn't have to pay him because he's uh, left to go for cause. Right. And Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Blackhawks, would like Aldridge's name off the uh, Stanley Cup. Yep. And that sounds like a good idea. Yep. So that's basically it for that uh, scandal. And anything else you have, Robert? Um. Well, uh, the only other the only other piece of NHL news I have is the San Jose San Jose Sharks got hit with a COVID outbreak. On Saturday, um, seven of their players got placed on the COVID list, and five of them have have been uh, confirmed to test positive, but no names were released. And the head coach also got placed on the COVID list. So uh, on Saturday, uh, when the Sharks played the Winnipeg Jets, uh, it was mostly made up from most of our minor league team. And tonight we play the Buffalo Sabres. And that'll be the ESPN Plus game for those who want to see national hockey. Tonight is one of their national broadcasts with ESPN Plus, and it's the uh, Sabres at the Sharks. And so, again, you might see mostly minor league players. Um, so, and I'm not sure how long the uh, the uh, how long you have to be on the list before you can come back in the NHL. I forget how they're doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, basically the NHL is vaccinated, so you would think it would be based on symptoms and uh, yeah. you know, and tests. Yeah. You know, give them a couple of tests and see if and they're obviously, negative. And obviously most thing. people know this, but the reasons that, you, that they don't release the names is, is HIPAA laws. You know, That's if correct. The, if the players authorize their names to be released, they can, but yeah. you know, Otherwise, but if seven players are out and you don't see seven players that you saw two weeks ago or a week ago, right? But uh, if he said five, if he said five were positives, you, five you, are positive. You but we don't know. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, the NHL schedule tonight at seven o'clock, and it's kind of a big schedule Tuesday night. Arizona at Philadelphia, Detroit's at Montreal, the uh, Golden Knights are at Toronto at eight o'clock. We have uh, Ottawa at Minnesota, Dallas at Winnipeg, nine o'clock Nashville at Calgary. 10 o'clock, uh, New Jersey at Anaheim. The Rangers are at Vancouver. And it's, as uh, Robert said, we have Buffalo at San Jose at 1030. So that's yes. your NHL schedule. And uh, so I guess that's it for the NHL, huh? Yeah, that's about all I've got. Okay. Uh, and, and and NASCAR note there, Robert? NASCAR, yeah. We got Alex Bowman won the uh, four, fourth uh, his fourth race of the year. And so the uh, last race is in Phoenix next week. So the... Uh, uh, Chase Elliott is in the final four, as is uh, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and uh, Martin Truex Jr. Those are the yeah, four. and uh, Chase Elliott is the defending champion. So, uh, but in my opinion, Kyle Larson should be the uh, should be the undisputed champion because right. he's won most of the races this year. So, so and as we said, I don't know if we said it before the show or during the show, but just to reiterate, with those four, whoever comes in, they don't have to win the race. Uh, if they are the top finisher among those four, they will be the uh, winner. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. And then, Robert, you said you get some boxing. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some history made on Saturday night. Um, and, of course, uh, I'll cover this more next Tuesday. But Saturday night, November 6th, is uh, the night that Canelo Alvarez will fight to kill a plant. And the winner of that fight will become the very first undisputed super middleweight champion and and for those that don't follow super middleweight that's 168 pounds and 
in the life, as ever since that division was created in the 80s, there has never been an undisputed middleweight, uh, super middleweight champion. So wow. uh, the winner between Caleb Plant and Canelo Alvarez will become the first in boxing history to hold all four belts in that weight class. So, And in my humble opinion, it will be Canelo Alvarez. Uh, and, of course, that will be a uh, Showtime pay-per-view event on Saturday. And uh, to be honest with you, I would not recommend anybody buying this because the undercard absolutely sucks. But um, I'm, you know, I'm going to buy it because I got to talk about it on Sunday on uh, Ringside Reporter, uh, my podcast that uh, I help out with, and that's on from six to eight Eastern time. Uh, you can uh, you can call in and listen if you don't want to talk. It's three two three eight seven. Uh, yeah, three two three eight seven zero thirty eight fifty seven. If you don't want to talk, don't press any buttons, and uh, we'll cover that. And if you have devices. Uh, if you want to hear a full breakdown of, of what we think might happen, uh, we are, we covered that in great detail on Sunday's show. So you can just tell your device to play the latest edition of Ringside Reporter and you'll get a full breakdown of the fight. And, um, so that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a historic event Saturday night in Las Vegas. Whoever wins that fight will become the very first undisputed super middleweight champion. So how long have there been super middleweights? Uh, I, be- I believe that division was created in sometime in the 1980s. So, okay. 82, um, 83, somewhere around there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there has never been an undisputed champion. So Saturday will be the first time. So Okay. Well, hopefully. And it does seem like some of these divisions are getting closer to having them. You know, we, we hear things in the different divisions that you tell us about, and I yeah. don't really remember from week to week. But it yeah. seems like there's, there's fewer champions, and they're trying to unify the, the belt. Yeah, and uh, well, the thing with Canelo Alvarez, he's uh, and his English has gotten tremendous because before, whenever you'd interview him, he would have to use a translator. I heard him interviewed on Saturday, and I couldn't believe how much his English has improved. Good. So, um, and he's he's already indicated because he's having difficulty making 168. Even if he wins, he will make all four belts available because he's going to move up the light heavyweight and get get those belts. So, um, so they'll be back in the soup and they'll have the four champions again. Yeah, um, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Un- unfor- he said, "Unfortunately, I would like to stay here because there's good fights here, but my body says it's time for me to move up." So. Um, if he follows through with that, these belts will become available. If mm-hmm. not, there are some uh, worthy people who are fighting that don't have belts that deserve title shots. So we'll see what he does. And, of course, he, he indicated this will be dictated by how much money I'm offered. And remember, he is the only boxing free agent in boxing. He can go from one promoter to another and, you know, pick up the best fights. So... Uh, he can basically do whatever money dictates. Okay. There you go. Right. Anything else, Chris? Yes. Not, I have a quick golf story. Rick You have a what, Rick? A quick golf story. Okay. Yeah, Rick, does, Rick does is not a big on, on golf, so this no. is very <laughs> going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah this, will get, this will get my name on the beginning of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a group called LIV, LIV Golf Investors, and they've come out and said that they are establishing a pro-golf league and they say they're going to have some of the big-name golfers in this league, and the commissioner of the league is going to be Greg Norman. Oh, 
Okay. I heard uh, about this. I heard about I heard, that, but I don't know any details. I heard that they were good, and, but the PGA, too, and they were still trying to figure out, you know, because a couple of the tournaments were saying we weren't, didn't know if they would let them play. You know, some of the, a couple of the majors were not sure. The Masters said they could still, if they went to that league, they could probably do it. And uh, if, you know, and the British Open was kind of against it. The U.S. Open was, but of course the PGA Championship was saying no. Cause yeah. US so what is, how would this be structured? Okay, you say a league. Now, we we had Team Tennis, for example. We had the yeah. Boston Lobsters and stuff. And I understand that because, you know, you could do, is this, would this be Team Golf? Is that what they're talking about? I assume so. I mean, that's all I heard from what I just gave you. But uh, I don't think yeah, I, the, well, what I heard about I was not Team. What? what I heard it was it was just it was an actual golf league. It was separate from the PGA Tour. Remember, in nineteen eighty two, I think it was, they tried to break away and they had the Tournament Players Association, and it didn't last. And that's what became the Players Championship. Right. And they they all went back to the PGA. It's just kind of another league to take away from some of these minor PGA championships, and it would be a point system, and it would be yeah. You know, well, I think what you would do is form teams. The only way you can have a league is to have teams. So I think yeah. you'd form teams like you do in college and high school and play you know golf matches. And we'll this, keep so our, this would be we'll match keep our play eye on kind it of thing. And, yeah, uh, I, I think it would bring it would bring match play into because basically I think and all my brothers were on the Braintree team, but I think the way they did it was that they had matches, you know, and that yeah. and whoever won the matches yeah. won the you know like the Ryder Cup that kind of thing. Yep. We'll cover that more as we know more about it. We will do so. Sean, we're going to put, well, wait, we're going to put Rick, our golf, he's going to be our NFL and golf (laughs) correspondent. (laughs) Oh, that'll make him happy since he doesn't like golf. I know, that's why I said it. Okay. All right, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. (laughs) Okay, well, if you want to listen to this podcast at any time throughout the week or tell your friends, hey, if you missed any part of it, then you have to go away. Remember, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com. Also, you can type in sports lounge live in your podcatcher you can tell your smart device to play sports lounge live from apple podcast or to or play the sports lounge live podcast from tune in or you can go to 773-572-3006 option number nine and don't forget come back tomorrow listen to bill and perry 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific and next week we'll definitely have a world series champion we'll be a little more into all you know it'll be kind of the off season for baseball but we'll be Deep into it, we'll have the first college football rankings to analyze and how they did after they ranked. And yeah. we'll have a NASCAR, we'll have a NASCAR champion, NASCAR champion and, we'll have, right? and we'll have boxing history made. And for so. NFL, yep. yep. Come see you next week.